Hello, I'm Stephanie Lieb, and welcome to the first episode of Gavin with Mavens. It's always been a dream of mine to have a talk show, a forum where I could interview people that I admire who can share words of wisdom based on their own experiences and expertise. Enter this podcast. Each week, I will interview a different maven. I'm so excited for you to hear from my first guest, Miley Kennard, a psychic medium based here in the Valley that does readings in person, by phone, and via FaceTime. We'll bring her on shortly so you can meet her. For those of you that have asked or find the history of words as interesting as I do, the word maven means a trusted expert in a particular field. The word comes from the Yiddish maven, which is derived from the Hebrew meven, meaning a person with understanding or a teacher. It was first recorded in English in 1950. Okay, a little bit about me. I'm 32 years old. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I am currently single. My motto in life is peace, love, happiness, and pups. I'm a Phoenix native who you can most often find exploring with my emotional support animal and best friend, my Shepweiler puppy, Asher. I am a spark of energy, a pescatarian, an ENFP personality type, an Aries sun, a type two on the Enneagram test or the helper, an empath, and a huge advocate for animal rights, mental health awareness, and human rights. My favorite things besides my friends, family, and puppy are the arts and nature. I have a bachelor's degree in human communication from Arizona State University. And since graduating, I've worked mostly in public relations and event management. And I started my own photography business, Serenity Now Phoenix Photography, at the end of 2018. I specialize in photographing humans, animals, and products. Then in August 2019 of this year, I started a Facebook slash Instagram project called Pups of Phoenix, where I share stories about the pups and their humans that live in Phoenix. I also share stories about adoptable pups, pup-friendly places, pup-related services, funny, cute, you know, pup memes, etc. Currently on there, I'm running an Instagram pup costume contest for Halloween. So if you're interested, be sure to check out at pups, P-U-P-S, of O-F, Phoenix, P-H-X, for details. Hi, everyone. I'm thrilled to introduce you to my first guest on Gavin with Mavens, Miley Kenner. I first met Miley when I invited her to come do readings for my guests at a party that I hosted at my home in September 2018. I've been working with her ever since, and so have so many of my friends and family members. Miley, can you start off and just tell us a little bit about yourself, just personally, your personal life and background? Sure. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thanks so much for having me. I grew up in Southern California. I was born in Anaheim and raised in Fullerton. I lived all over the place, all over California. I moved to Phoenix almost six years ago where it changed my life. I have spent a lot of time working on my spiritual gifts over the years. And the reason I ended up in Arizona was to end up bringing my gifts out. Perfect. Um, and can you also just tell us a little bit more about 
how you got started as a psychic medium and, you know, your background that led to that. I'd love to. So I've always had gifts ever since I was a child. I would know things. I would know when people were going to call and I would know things about people. And I would also talk to dead people. And as a child, when you're told, no, you don't have gifts or you didn't see that, you start to put the gift away. And I was always attracted to anything supernatural, anything that had to do with mediumship, anything that had to do with dead people. I could feel the energy. I could feel people's intentions. And there was a period of my life that I went through a lot of hardship. I had uh, quite the story and quite the traveling map with a lot of trauma that helped lead me to actually breaking myself enough to dig deep so that I would have to heal myself and find a way to figure out who Miley was and figure out what my spirituality meant to me. And so there came a point I was working at uh, Valley Eye Care in Phoenix. Uh, it's an optometry shop. And I was taking every class that I could, meditating, reading every book possible. And my manager there had taken me to go get a psychic reading. And I was told by the psychic that she had never seen anybody that had so many dead people around them that couldn't hear or see them. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I went home and I got a book on talking to spirits and I started doing the exercises in it. And there was an exercise to do automatic writing and how that works. It You put a pen on a paper and spirit actually writes through your hand. And I had just been doing the scribbles with them. They were moving the pen. And all of a sudden I looked down about 20 pages in and they had written my name. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I got up and I had spent about two days actually doing all this writing with them. And over those two days, it went from just them writing yeses and nos to my questions, to writing sentences, to me hearing what the sentence was going to be written before it was written. And that's how my Claire audience opened. And so then I was told to give my notice at my optometry job. And I gave a six week notice. I hadn't even applied to go work as a professional psychic and two weeks before I was meant to leave that job, they said, okay, go apply today. So I went and applied at this psychic bookshop, got the job and went and started working as a professional psychic medium. Amazing. Well, that's quite the background. Um, I love hearing that story. So, you know, within the field, what would you say are some of your specific specialties um, or type of channeling that you do? Um, I know you deal a lot with, you know, past lives and things like that. Can you touch on that? Yeah. So I have grown my gifts quite a bit over the past two and a half years. In the beginning, I was just only doing psychic greetings and some mediumship. But as my gifts opened up, I started doing past lives and the Kashuk records. And then it moved even more into, uh, I got certifications in the rising star healing and Reiki. And I started doing healings on people, but over the past year and a half, it's gone even further. I've done a lot of studying on quantum physics and quantum healing. And I've added helping people with soul empowerment coaching and helping people open their gifts, which is my favorite thing to do is helping people learn how to do what I do. 
I also do some mediumship uh, when it's necessary. And do you do anything with, um, I don't know if you touched on this, with businesses, like encouraging people and helping yeah, them focus I, their, their goals with business? I'm really good with telling people what to uh, focus on or where they're missing. I've actually traveled out of state. I, I went to a winery and I helped a bunch of dead miners go to the light. I worked on the chakras of the business and on the land and actually was able to help her pinpoint which employees were not going to work out and whose energy was not good for the business. And it's actually transitioned into a better place. I also work with uh, a few realtors and do house clearings for them when the energy is oh, not that's good. Awesome. <laughs> and so if your energy is not good in your house, it's not going to sell. Right. Yeah. And so I work on the soul contracts for that, the chakras for the house, clear any like energy or dead people that might be hanging out. And I know you've had me do that at my house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely helps. Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's get into what would you say are the top most common questions that your clients ask? <laughs> okay. So it's always relationship related. Is this guy my guy? Is he my soulmate? Is he my twin flame? Or the other one is, I think my husband's cheating on me, which can be a little bit sticky. But usually if somebody has suspicion of it, it's usually going to be true. Sure. And, you know, besides, do people ask things about coworkers and bosses and, you know, family, oh, yeah. I assume, and too, is a big one. one of my specialties is actually tapping into that person's conscious and subconscious mind. So I can tell you their intentions. I can tell you their actual thoughts. I can actually pinpoint what is going on in the relationship, if it's karmically related, or if it's a soul contract, like a spiritual, where your soul family. I remember you telling me one time about someone that I was working with that didn't have good intentions, yeah. and I figured out who it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, any interesting, specific client stories that you can share? Oh, yeah. I've got a lot of really crazy stories. When you start working in the spiritual realms and you're working with dead people and you're working with people that need spiritual help, a lot of really profound things happen. So when I shifted from being just a spiritual person to actually becoming a spiritual being living in a human body, your whole world changes. Everything that you do, I literally walk around with voices talking to me, telling me about people, telling me things about people. And sometimes I give messages to people, but I had this one client who her, her kids were not able to sleep at night. And one of them kept having night terrors. And I saw this little boy that liked to hang out in her daughter's closet and he was really scared. And so I went over to do a house clearing. They had had two other people come and, and talk about this, this little dead boy that was hanging out, but we're not able to help him transition. So I went in and I sat down Indian style on the floor and I could just hear him crying. It was so sad. Aww. And I asked him what his name was. And he said, his name was Jonathan. And I said, who are you looking for? He said, my mommy. And so I went up to my connection. I said, can you please open up the light for him? And his mom came and I could hear him yelling, mommy, mommy, and, and running. And then he was gone. You could feel the energy oh, gone. I gave me the chills. <laughs> and the craziest part about it is 
I went outside and, and here's a little piece about my boyfriend. When I met him, he did not know that people like me were real. <laughs> he did not have any actual proof that, you know, life after death, nothing like that. And that day I went out and I opened up my phone and he had texted me mommy. And then I texted him. I'm like, what? He said, I don't know why that's there. <laughs> Creepy. And that was at the same time that I was hearing mommy, mommy, oh mommy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was kind of crazy. Kind of a side question to that, that I, I meant to ask you. Do you, do you feel exhausted sometimes and drained? Sometimes. You know, even yes. I, I would think, especially during client sessions, but just if you, like I said, it you're walking around the, all it day. It depends on the energy of the person and what frequency and vibration I have to go to, okay. to get the information. If I'm working with somebody that has a lot of dark stuff around them and I'm pulling it off them, that can be exhausting. But then you have those people where all the information is so intense, you're going up to really high levels and it makes you feel high. Wow. So it depends on the person. And I've had to learn how to fix myself because some of those people, when I pull off depression or trauma afterwards, I feel exhausted. I feel pain in my body mm -hmm. and I've had to learn how I have to go take salt baths. That's what I was going to ask how yeah. you repair from that. I, I take salt baths and I have to listen. And there's literally been times when my gifts have been broken. The first time it happened, I was working at the psychic bookstore and I was hearing like hyena laughing, like a whole bunch of like entities laughing in my head. And I thought my gifts were broken, but I had to learn how to go fix them, like my connections and go through all the different levels and, and clean myself and clean my frequency and my vibration. But it seems to me about every three or four months, I will get, I will start feeling like the reading is not accurate and I'm like wait a minute hold on something's not right here and I'll go look and, and I'll recalibrate yeah bit, and right? it usually happens when my gifts level pop up a higher level and so they'll tell me you have to go be human for a week mm -hmm. you literally aren't getting here from <laughs> us so don't freak out <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah I would think it'd be really exhausting I mean you know even getting a reading done is exhausting but the person like channeling all of that that's yeah. a lot of information but when I first head. started I was doing between 10 and 15 readings a day for eight hours wow. a day okay. so I've done almost 3,000 readings at this oh my gosh and I've learned to space it out a lot better than it used to be mm -hmm. I don't schedule as many people but it's really interesting how spirit will arrange everything mm -hmm. I, I usually do about three full weeks and they'll they'll give me a week where I, I don't have anything and so I use that week to catch up and to rest and to meditate but being the type of person I am I spend a lot of time doing research. I read a lot. I meditate a lot. And, and I spend a lot of time with my clients. That's great. Um, what, what would you say, I guess, that people can do on their own a little bit more um, outside of doing readings with you? that they can, you know, help better manifest their specific dreams. Okay, the first thing that they're yelling about is meditate. <laughs> Meditation the key to opening up your spirituality is learning to sit for a few minutes with yourself. But when you meditate, what you're doing is actually opening up a channel with your higher self or your guides up there to be able to communicate with you more. The other things that I would do would be uh, group meditations, classes, sound baths, going somewhere spiritual. Uh, our closest place to go that's spiritual is Sedona 
And I always love getting crystals from up there and bringing them back with me. Awesome. And kind of in that same vein, um, as far as your home and your sacred space, you know, cleansing that, what are some tips for people for that? If so, the interesting thing about your personal space in your home, you can really mess up the energy and your frequency in your home when you have a fight, when you're feeling depressed or when the energy's off. My highest recommendation is to, if you're feeling angry for no reason, if you're feeling depressed for no reason, I first thing I would do, I would get sage and I would sage your house. And I like to walk around. I'd start in the north and work my way east and go in a circle and say, I clear my house in love and light. I clear my house in love and light. The other thing you can do is put the stone selenite, S-E-L-E-N-I-T-E, in all four corners of your home. And selenite is actually liquid light. It's it's angelic connection, and it's also helpful with detaching any entities or any negative energy that's around you. I know you had that. You had me do that at my home um, to clear <laughs> certain energy from certain people. Yeah, and it's definitely helped. Yes. <laughs> um, so I guess also, you know, did we ever talk about if, if someone's a non-believer? I guess we have and, not. Um, you know, what what would you say to them to get them more comfortable, even to sit down with you? I have the craziest story. So I had received a call from a girl who had found me on Yelp and she scheduled a mediumship session with me. Now I don't advertise to be a medium, but I always know when someone comes to me or contacts me that I'm meant to like talk to that person. She came, she was the most resistant person that I've ever had for a reading. She gave me probably about 30 questions that were evidential. What type of business did we have? Uh, What am I learning right now? And I gave her such intense specifics about it. At the end of the reading, she looked at me and she said, I never believed in life after death, but I now know that Ryan is here watching me and he's with me all the time. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, it does. It takes that. I mean, I, before I, she didn't even believe in God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it it just connects you in a different way. I think sometimes when somebody passes over, it can be a soul searing experience. And if you need closure and you don't have it and you can actually have somebody help you seek that closure, they put that wall up. And I think that that through these different healing techniques, I had a, a couple clients come. I didn't know they were sisters at the time they were sitting there. The one sister was so easy to read. So much information came. It was like, boom, 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 boom. I turned to the other one and she was so resistant. I could feel it. And I said, you are not giving me permission to read you. And she's like, yes, I am. I said, no, you're not. I went and talked to her higher self and her higher self's like, do not give her any spiritual information. You can talk about family. You can talk about work and that's it. And the information started to flow a little bit easier when she felt a little bit more open, but it really, you can feel the resistance a in a reading. It's only happened with me three or four times. And then you start doubting your gifts because you're like, why can't I read this person? Why isn't the information coming? But it's also part of their spiritual journey to question and to get answers. Because if I would have known that there were actually people like me 20 years ago that I could go get spiritual guidance from, I think my life would have totally gone in such a different direction. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't know or understand enough about it to try it 
or they had a bad experience or what have you. Well, and the thing is, is I have so many clients that keep coming back to me because the information's accurate. Right. And to have somebody be able to tell you, okay, here's your soul map and here's what your soul contracts are and here's what your life lesson theme is and here's what you need to work on to heal. The information that comes is so profound and so next level. It's just intense. I know, especially from traumatic events and things like that, you've really helped me and I know that you've helped a lot of people just learn to let things go from their childhood or their past relationships. And it's so interesting because I've had so much trauma since I was a kid all the way through my adult life that when somebody sits in front of me, it's not very often that I meet somebody that I haven't been through what they've been through. And so it's so, yeah, you know, just, just continuing more. I know that you've helped me a lot about, you know, traumatic events that have happened to me in my life. And I know that that can also put up a block for a lot of people about, about being open to this type of spiritual healing. So, you know, what would you say to that? I would say that those traumatic events and the profound soul searing experiences that some of the people on this planet are actually here to experience actually need to be looked at and healed. And if that person has never experienced a session with someone like me, they can feel blocked. They can feel the energy and they can have the doubt. But once the session starts flowing and I start telling them these profound things about themselves that happened, it definitely takes a different direction where they start to feel like, oh my gosh, how does she know all these things about me? And it's not that I know these things about you. It's just that I'm being told by source and by the Akashic records and by my spiritual healing guides, what I need to do to help this person and what they need to move past in order to heal. And I know, you know, I've, I've seen so many psychics over the years, just since I was, I was young. And I think the thing that, like you said, resonates the most is when people feel like, wow, that was creepy, spot on, you know, or or something, something definitely comes true exactly like that. Or, you know, even if you question it, sometimes it's a long-term thing or goals of yours. So, you know, that's, that's what I've enjoyed the most with working with you. Also the energy, when I sit with that person, I can feel the trauma, like all of a sudden it hits me like, oh, they've been through uh, being molested or they've been raped or they've been abused. And I can feel that I've been through it. So I know what the energy feels like. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm a safe space for you to talk with. I've been through that and there is no judgment here. Absolutely. I mean, you can relate to it in a lot of ways. Um, So, you know, you know, on that, whether it's just general topics that come up, but how, how do you deal with sharing upsetting, you know, upsetting topics, upsetting news with a client, whether they ask or not, you know? Yeah, it's very interesting. Sometimes I hear information that would be upsetting to that person and I stop and I get passwords. I will cross check the information with my different sources and make sure that it's accurate. And then I ask, am I supposed to tell them that? And if they say yes, then I I tell them the news. And it's interesting. Most people are okay with hearing what they're hearing. I don't think I've ever really had anybody where it was traumatizing for them. They, They were ready to hear that news or they had a feeling about it already that the information resonated with them. Sure. And I, you know, I think that so you've never had a situation where someone says like, no, I don't want to hear that or. Oh yeah. I had a client who did not want to believe that the guy 
that she came to, to me about was not her soulmate. And he absolutely was not her soulmate. And I told her about the guy that was going to come. And she ended up finding me after I went on my own a year later to tell me, okay, everything that you said came true. He wasn't my guy and I needed to get over it. And you were right. I love that. I love the ending to that story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, specifically if someone wants to connect with a deceased person or animal, um, are there some things that they like should bring with them or have with them? Um, any tips I on can that? I work both ways. I usually, so how I work through mediumship is I use a gatekeeper, which means I use someone that is going to know how to communicate with me because most dead people are not experienced with speaking with people like me and you won't get as intense of information. So once I create that connection I hear a lot of information about the person uh, and actually have direct communication. There's also what's called psychometry, which would be bringing an object that that person owned. There's also where I could look at a picture, but the interesting thing is, is usually I'll see a picture in my head and then they show me the person. I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly what they look like. Or I'll describe the person and they said, oh, that's so-and-so. Wow. Um, that's definitely something I want to dive deeper <laughs> in with you. Um, but so what would you say, I guess, you know, there, there are so many different types of healing nowadays, right? So what would, what would you say is the difference between like a talk therapy and psychic healing, you know, or, or yes, and, there, and there's like a you. lot of different types of energy healing, Stephanie. It depends what resonates with you at the time. Some people go see a shaman. Some people go get Reiki. Some people get tuning forks. And then there's people like me who work in the quantum field. Talk therapy would be where you just go and talk about your problems. Coming to someone like me, I can hear what the root cause is in the first session. They're telling me, oh, they had abuse from their father when they're a kid and here's how we heal it. So then I start working on their soul contracts. I work in the quantum realms. And on that, like just sometimes they don't even know what they need to heal from. Is that what you mean? Yes. Where they're traumatized Mm -hmm. and they don't want to admit that when you're a kid, you're programmed from when you're born to six years old. So if you experience trauma and abuse during your childhood, you will carry that all Mm -hmm. all the way through your adult life. You will seek out relationships. Even my client last night, I was telling her that her father was absent, absent. She will always seek out relationships with men who are emotionally unavailable. And until she forgives her father and heals that relationship, she will not have a full, healthy, whole, happy relationship until it's healed. Nickname daddy issues. Yes. <laughs> but exactly. a lot of us have them. Yes. <laughs> or mommy issues. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when people are going to, are, are seeing you and, you know, either you've been working with them or, or you're talking with them live and they're going through a, like a pretty major mental crisis, uh-huh. do you ever have to encourage them to get, you know, additional outside help, go see a psychiatrist. It's interesting because I had a client about a month ago who came and she was having a really hard time and not able to pinpoint. At the end, she said, is there any information that I need? And I hear them tell me, yes, you need to take your husband to marriage counseling. I always am an advocate of bringing in extra help. Sure. 
uh, if you need to go to AA or if you need to go to rehab or if you need to go see a therapist and or a marriage counselor to help your situation. I am not a doctor. They will always tell me when somebody needs to go see additional help. That's great. I call that in my life, my squad or my team, right? right? You don't just have one doctor or one healer or one yes. friend. Yes. You've got your squad or your team yeah. and, you know, use them all. Use and all the resources. you have to find the right person who resonates with you. That helps you. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great answer. Um, so do you yourself see healers, um, psychics, etc.? Okay. So it's interesting for me because... I've worked so much on my gifts that I read at a lot higher level than most people in my industry, that there are very few people who can actually do psychic readings on me. Yes, I do go get healings. Yes, I will go have my chakras cleared. Yes, I will go have an energy healing. In also my industry, like we talked about, being able to fix myself after I've had a hard session every once in a while, I won't be able to get myself out of that funk. And so I've gone in and I've done quantum hypnosis healing technique, which was interesting because it actually didn't end up being a quantum healing hypnosis technique. She was just able to help me channel a whole bunch of information about myself. And you have to remember that when, when people like me tell you things I always know the information that I get is accurate at the time. Whatever they're telling you is trying to get you to do something or think a certain way in order to get you move in a certain direction. And it happens to me all the time. Crazy. Um, so I guess, yeah, any last final tips, thoughts? I know it sounds like it's gone really fast, but. <laughs> yeah. So I think that the ultimate goal on this planet is for us all to realize that we are spiritual beings living a human existence. And if you can start to connect with yourself in that manner, that's when you learn how to manifest. That's when you learn how to take your life into a whole new direction. It's all about positivity because your mind is such a powerful computer that it will literally show you exactly what your thoughts are by showing you that in your life. So if you are ready to move your life in a whole different direction of positivity, where you need to deprogram and reprogram, I highly recommend that. And it, you know, it does all come back to even if someone's maybe questioning or, or not, maybe a non-believer that even starting with something like meditation, yes. you know, starting, starting here, start reading some yes. books, you know, yes. studying what have you first to get them comfortable with the idea. Oh, and things will happen that will wake you up. I had a call from a client this morning who told me he had this scary dream and screaming in his ear when he woke up and saw some like vapor in his room. And I have not seen him in almost a year. And he said, okay, what's the message? And I heard the spirit that went there in the morning tell him, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm trying to wake you up to your spiritual gifts. Wow. That's amazing. <sighs> well, I haven't had a dream like that lately, but <laughs> I've had others. Yeah. Um, okay. So lastly, how can people contact you. Okay. I love when they text me or call me for appointments Perfect. or look at my website. So her cell phone, um, to, to reach her directly to book is 
3030 and her website is northern star spiritual concepts with an s.com well Riley, thank you so much for being my first guest i think it was amazing you were awesome and i think you taught people a lot that they didn't already know <laughs> thanks so much for having me it's been so fabulous we'll have to do it again yes thank you <laughs> okay